Ladies and gentlemen, we are currently holding for further traffic clearance. Check out Kristen's new website, MagicalJourneysVacations.com. For all your vacation needs, Disney, Universal, Cruise Lines, and more. Thank you for traveling with us. MagicalJourneysVacations.com. Have her book your magical vacation today. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney Podcast. The Dining at Disney Podcast. Your ultimate source about the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton are your guides on this culinary adventure. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice related to Disney food and dining. From quick service to fine dining, you will discover all the best restaurants and food as they hungrily explore the Disney parks. It brings folks together from all walks of life. The Dining at Disney podcast. And now, your host... Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton. Welcome to another episode of the Dining at Disney podcast, your ultimate source for delicious discussion about dining at Disneyland and Disney World. I'm your host, Kristen, and with me is Jay. Today, we've got a few different news stories that are taking place at Disneyland, including the $300 Jungle Cruise Sunrise Breakfast and a few things at Walt Disney World. Uh, including the opening date of Morimoto Asia. But before we get into all that, we'd like to thank you for downloading the show on iTunes, streaming it on Stitcher, or watching the webcast on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to our feeds. And don't forget, we love it when you share with your friends. One way that you can help us and support the show is by shopping our affiliate links, which you see on the site. Uh, we've got the Disney Store, Garden Grocer, Jelly Belly. You can also pick up Dining Guide, which we're going to be talking a little bit about the newest Dining Guide for the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So let's go ahead and get into our appetizers. Okay, Jay, tell us about what kind of news you have for Disneyland. Well, we're wrapping up summer, so uh, we got some fall treats coming up, uh, coming up soon here, and uh, also some dining experiences, which is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, the first bit of news is has to do with uh, new treats that are coming to the resort, and these are toffee. Uh, well, they classify as gourmet toffee treats. Um, they say that this is being it's returning back to Disneyland. Uh, I did some research into this, and they did have the the toffee treats uh, before, but it actually was only one treat. It was the apple, <laughs> so which is good. I mean, which is fine. You know, I mean, it's I'm, I'm glad they're bringing it back. Obviously, it was popular enough to do so, uh, but this time around, instead of just the apple, uh, they decided to go ahead and and you know go do the full full shebang here. You know, they've got the uh, marshmallow wand they've got the uh the little uh, mickey shaped uh, crisp treat uh and then also they're creating a, a special uh mix uh for to to cr- uh, create a bark basically uh essentially the bark is the same as as the other uh, ones it just the only difference is that uh it doesn't have the caramel uh but all of them are going to be um you know coated with caramel then chocolate uh and then sprinkled with uh toffee bits and uh, pieces of almond so it's pretty standard but you know it's good nonetheless and uh i i've had the i i really enjoy the the english toffee that they have at the candy palace have you have you had their uh 
I have not. Okay. Next time you go to Disneyland and you see them making the English toffee, you have to get it and ask, uh, go inside to the Candy Palace, the one of the cast members there at the register, and just be really, really nice and say, hey, um, do you think there's any way I can get some of that English toffee from the show kitchen? And it, more often than not, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of it. And they go pop into the kitchen and, and grab a package as long as it's cool enough. That's when, when sort of caveat is that you, if the product is too warm, then it'll it'll ruin it if you close up the bag too too soon. So that's the reason why you have to sort of time it correctly. And then if they say, well, it's too warm, if the if the uh, cooks in the in the kitchen are saying, well, you know, it's not ready, then just say, hey, you know, can I swing by in you know an hour or two or something like that? And then you know they should tell you, yeah, sure, no problem. Uh, but I tell you, it, it's there is a difference between the ones that they have on the shelf and the the ones that you get fresh from the kitchen it just it's the 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 candy uh, the the toffee piece has not sort of blended with the other ingredients so it's very crisp and so it okay. has that snap uh and then also the the fresh roasted almonds too as well you know because they haven't been sitting in the chocolate coating for too long they haven't had an opportunity to soften up so you get that just crunchy crunch almond you know it's it's just perfect you know i, I love that's I would say of all the snacks, that that's probably my favorite at Disneyland. Wow. Uh, the sweet snacks, I should say. Yeah. I, you know, I, I like other snacks as well. Uh, but uh, regardless, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a little side note. Um, anyhow, uh, as far as the uh, gourmet toffee treats that are coming, for, uh, coming to Disneyland, well, actually, they're already here because it's running through the entire month of September. And then next on the list of news items, I want to talk about the Jungle Cruise dining experience. Or they call it the Jungle Cruise Sunrise Breakfast. And you can check out the entire story on our website, the <laughs> diningatdisney.com. And we'll put a link to the show notes as well. In the show notes, I should say. But uh, this is uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, I know you've read it, Kristen, and uh, for the people who haven't read it, basically it's three hundred dollars per person, uh, and there's no annual pass holder discount, or no discounts of any kind, in fact. And it includes breakfast, uh, and then you get to be a skipper, uh, well, an unofficial skipper on one of the Jungle Cruise boats. So. Apparently, on select days, they'll have this going on around 6.30 in the morning. Uh, you get there at least half hour before. The check-in is at this Disney Grand California Hotel and Spa, so be aware of that. It's not at the park, not inside the ride, because Disneyland doesn't open that early. So you, you'll have to go to the uh, Grand California Hotel and Spa. And once you check in, now here's where the vague part is. They say that, well, they're going to serve you breakfast, at the Jungle Cruise African Velt. Okay. I've never heard of this. Have you, Kristen? I have not, no. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's kind of one of those weird things that I, I'm not sure if they're going to check people in and then go over to Disneyland, uh, to the Disneyland Park, uh, and then maybe set up something at Aladdin's Oasis, or if they're just going to get one of the, the ballrooms and convert that over and, and make, you know, some, like, hot trays and stuff like that. Uh, my guess is they'll probably have it at the Grand Californian uh, ballroom, one of the ballrooms there. Um, what do you think? 
don't know. I think they should do it in the park because that would be so much cooler. <laughs> I know. Well, no, here's what I say. They should be serving that freaking breakfast on the ship, uh-huh. like, you know, on one of the boats itself, and they should have a server, and they should be giving you silverware with champagne. <laughs> right? For $300? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and, you know, I'm not trying to poo-poo this whole, this whole experience here, but... You know, if you read the ingredients, the list of, well, not ingredients, the the list of dishes that they're going to be serving, uh, you know, they use all these like fancy words. It's like, oh, they're going to do pan seared sausage and, you know, something, you know, marinated bacon and, you know, like something else with, uh, you know, wonderful fluffy eggs or something. But really, if you kind of break it down, it's eggs, bacon, sausage, potato and onion hash, and then fruit and and a parfait. So, yeah. $300 $300 for that? I don't know. I think it, everybody who's going to do it is going to say $300 is worth it for a chance for me to get to be a skipper and go through the spiel on a boat. Right. Well, here's the thing. How is that going to work with so many guests? Are they each going to pilot their own craft? And then when they give their spiel, like who is going to give them the lines or, you know, like, or are they all going together on, you know, like, let's say 10 to a boat or something along those lines. And then each person, you know, gets a small segment or something. You know, so I mean, I, I mean, you're really not piloting it for the entire attraction throughout the entire attraction i don't think i mean it just i don't know they've got enough enough boats that you could probably and it's probably not going to be that they're going to allow a lot of many a lot of people to do it at one time so say Mm -hmm. you you go with 15 guests you could take you know a few of those boats out and say you do three or four people per boat and you each go through the attraction once yeah the logistics say it and then it doesn't say how many people uh, are going to be uh, allowed on each of these uh, bookings. Um, it's yeah, there's no information about that. So I, who knows? I mean, you know, again, honestly, uh, I, if I if I won the lottery, I would have no issues with this. But you know, I I just I'm I'm not you know I'm not balling <laughs> out of control. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, this is something that's going to be beyond my capabilities uh, to 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 uh, for the people who can do it. Hey, you know what? More power to you, and I hope you enjoy yourself. And I really think that it will be um, something very special and entirely unique. And I would love to hear about it. I mean, really, I, I, would, I you know, if someone's got a photos or you know, or if someone shoots a video or something like that, please send us the information because you know I'd be happy to write up a story on your behalf or whatever. Or if oh, you want yeah. to write up a story, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, we'd love to hear about it, honestly. So um, yeah. So, anyways, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's my my thoughts on it. I I I kind of feel it's not worth it in terms of the the you know the food or the the dining experience itself but you know being a jungle cruise skipper obviously for some people i think that it would be definitely worthwhile and for me not so much i'd much rather dine in the haunted mansion i agree i totally yeah the haunted mansion parts of the caribbean well parts of the caribbean though one of the things about that attraction is the scent of the water uh, uh-huh. It's not the most pleasant scent, so therefore, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's necessarily you know conducive to that. I mean, the blue bayou is offset from from the attraction, so you don't really have that uh, 
that thing. But I mean, if you're inside in the, in the midst of the attraction itself, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, if that'd be really nice, you know, uh, and then plus like if you're dining on the boat, it's like you got the little waterfalls. <laughs> so that's going to be a little bit problematic. The kind. first, the first <laughs> drop down, I right. was sitting up front and got just, just soaked. And I was like, okay, it's a good thing that I've got, you know, another shirt underneath my white top because it is now see-through. <laughs> like, I've never been gotten this, like, like, I mean, it just came all on me. Wow. Um, and my friend Taylor was sitting next to me. She's like, I'm dry. I'm like, uh-huh, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next thing, uh, just a small bit of news. It's well, it's not really news so much. It uh, basically, I wrote up a, a nice little dining review about the Alfresco Tasting Terrace. I mentioned this in either the last episode or the episode before that. Uh, so uh, I did my formal write up of it. And um, if you want to check it out? Go to the diningatdisney.com website, and uh, you can just click on the, the review. Uh, then the last little bit of news, and this is for uh, Halloween, and I'm excited about it, but I'm, well, I'm excited about it, but it's also one of those uh, cost prohibitive type events. Uh, essentially, what we're talking about is the Mystical Spirits of the Blue Bayou Premium Dining Experience. And this will take place at the Blue Bayou Restaurant, obviously, because it's in the title. Uh <laughs> Uh, and the, uh, this is going to be a three-course dinner, and they've got uh, an appetizer, main course, and then dessert. And I won't read you the entire list of, uh, of items that are going to be available. You can you know check it out on our website. Now, this is I found this pretty interesting. Uh, they're going to have a like a, a, a live band there. And then they're going to have a guy that dressed, dresses up as Dr. Facilier from The Princess and the Frog. And he's going to go around and entertain all the guests. And according to the Disney Parks blog website, they had indicated, well, he's going to uh, make them die with laughter or something along those lines. Maybe that's not it, you know, verbatim. But uh, he essentially is going to go around and, and you know, provide some comedy and I don't know I I would think what would be cool is he should do some magic tricks or something you know oh uh, yeah they, yeah they didn't say that he was going to do magic but uh, that would be kind of cool to do some card tricks and things like that uh then um they're like I said they're also going to have live band there uh they are also providing a souvenir it's a lithograph and it's designed by eric goldberg who's a famous disney animator um like his list of work is just really comprehensive i put a link to his uh to his wiki uh, on um on the website as well so you can check that out but uh anyhow he's um yeah, he's, he's uh, doing this special piece of art for, for this event. So I'm not sure what it is. They don't have a picture of it, but I'm sure it's going to look nice. And uh, it'll be worth a lot on eBay, I'm sure, as well. <laughs> so well. then uh, then the, the last thing, and I think actually one of the most cool things about this whole premium dining experience is that you get, uh, you get reserved seating for the fireworks show. Uh, the the Halloween Halloween screams uh, fireworks spectacular. They put a, a a place where you can actually sit down and you have like a, a perfect viewing spot uh, to take in take in the show. So I thought that was pretty cool. 
Um, that Now, all this does come with the cost, of course. It's $150 per person. And again, no AP discounts, no discounts of any kind. Now, here's the other thing. There's another catch to this whole $150 price point is the fact that you also have to be uh, you have to you have to buy admission to the Mickey's Halloween party as well, and that is an additional $69. So, yes, it's $150, but you also have to spend an extra $69 just to get into the the Halloween party itself, since it's a hard ticket event. So Technically, two hundred and twenty dollars. Exactly. Yeah. So it's again on the pricey side. Personally, I you know I was thinking, my wife and I we've been to the Halloween party before in the past. We've been actually to both the one at DCA and Disneyland. Uh, I like the one at DCA better personally, but uh, regardless, uh, the one at Disneyland was nice. But for $69, I just didn't feel it, I was getting my money's worth. Uh, I, you know, of course, we do get an AP discount uh, with that. Uh, with that price though. So I, I'm not, I think it's like 15 or 20% off. I'm not, I'm not positive. I'll have to look that up. Uh, but regardless, I just didn't feel that it was worth the extra admission price for what you're getting. I mean, basically you get like a unique fireworks show and like a small little parade and a bunch of candy, you know, and, and I don't know. I just, you know, I, that's why I was disinclined to go this year, but when I saw this dining event, I was like, hmm, well, I don't know, you know, because I, <laughs> yeah, I'm a sucker for these dining events. You know, I went to the Tahitian Terrace Luau, you know, the Diamond Luau. So I thought that, hmm, this might be interesting as well. But I don't know. That's just I just can't get over that, that the fact that I have to pay an additional cost to get into the, the Halloween party itself as well. Why not just add come up with a price to go includes admission? Because you're going to have to pay for that anyway. So why right. not set it up as being an inclusive package? It includes your ticket. Right. You know, because everybody has to pay. It's a right. hard ticket event. It's not, you know, oh, it, you know, you must purchase park admission. Well, you're an annual pass holder. That doesn't matter. But it matters when it comes to a hard ticket event, then everybody has to purchase tickets. And that's what seems like they should have found a better way to you know, to package that rather than, yeah. hey, buy a ticket for this and this. Right. I agree with you. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's pretty much it. Uh, those are the four new di- news items for Disneyland Resort. And so what's going on at Disney World? Well, this one isn't necessarily a, a, a park-related thing, but it is something Disney-related. And it's the Star Wars-themed Campbell soup cans. Have you seen these? No, I haven't yet. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So they have six Campbell soup cans. You have Yoda, Chewie, C-3PO, and R2-D2. And both of those in the background, you see the Rebel Alliance logo. And then you have a Stormtrooper in Darth Vader. And the um, Imperial um, logo is behind them. And it's Star Wars like shaped noodles. It's chicken noodle soup. <laughs> so these are going to be sold at all stores everywhere. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not just like okay, cool. Yeah, uh, just like you know, Target sometimes you know they do like special food merchandise that you can only get at you know Disneyland parks or you yeah. know online or something like that. And then this, this but um, you know, this is obviously is going to be available everywhere. So that's cool. 
Yeah, it looks, you know, I, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, I love, I like Star Wars. I mean, you know, I was, a, you know, when I was a kid, I was a kid when it came out. I was actually alive, you know, when it first came out, and I mean, it just it blew the my mind. The original trilogy. The original trilogy, uncut, you know, no digital enhancements by George Lucas or anything. I mean, you know, and I actually saw it in an actual movie theater, not you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not not on DVD, not on Blu-ray, not on VHS. You know, well, I did see them on on all those mediums as well, but. Uh, you know, I did see it as a first run experience, you know, as, as a child. And <clears throat> I mean, I love it. I, I love the original trilogy and stuff like that. But, you know, I have never gotten into the whole whole universe of Star Wars, you know, because I mean, the, the whole canon is just immense, uh, immense, um, immense. <laughs> I was going to say expansive and then immense at the same time. So that's where I came up with immense. <laughs> yeah, one of those made up words. Uh, anyhow, <clears throat> yeah, it's so, it's so, it's such a, um, uh, you know, it's, you, uh, I mean, there's so many like uh, offshoots of it or like just like prequels and, you know, like backstories to all the characters. And, and I mean, it's great, you know, for the people who are into that. I just, I've never gotten into it, you know, and, uh, you know, when I, uh, I, I, again, I love the movies, but, uh, you know, when I also, also when I was growing up is I watched Star Trek, you know, and, and so I, I'm actually more of a, a Trekkie than I am a Star Wars guy. Aljon is both. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, he likes, I mean, Marvel, comic books. I mean, he's he's into all of it. That's to me, cool. it's just too much to keep up with. But yeah. you're right about Star Wars. You've got the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and now you're going to get another trilogy coming out. You have Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and you have now, um, what is it, um, Star Wars Rebels. Right. All that being canon. Then you have these books and these comic books and everything is so in depth of like, oh, this is the reason so and so has this color lightsaber and blah 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 blah. And it's too it's too much for me. <laughs> I can't keep up with all that. Yeah, I'm I lucky agree. I'm lucky I can remember that, you know, Ahsoka has a green lightsaber and a yellow lightsaber, and one is shorter than the other. So that's, I don't need the story behind it because I'm not going to remember any of it. Uh, that's <laughs> more than I know. <laughs> that's because I also, like I said, Alton watches all those. He sure. watched the Clone Wars um, and he watches Star Wars Rebels. I've seen one episode of Rebels, and I'm like, I just, I don't know. I don't have enough time for all these TV shows that. You know, like my parents are always like, oh, hey, you need to watch this show. I'm like, I don't have time for that show. There's not enough hours in the day for me to watch all that. So I only catch it if I'm doing something in the house and he's watching it. Um, let's see. Other news. This, the, now, now I've got some park news. And one of them is Morimoto Asia will be opening on September 30th. It's going to be um, Pan-Asian cuisine. It's going to highlight the flavors of China, Korea, Thailand, and Japan. Some of the menu items will include mushu pork, Peking duck, lobster, chow fun, sweet and sour, crispy whole fish, and spicy kung pao chicken. Uh, they're going to have brunch on the weekends, which will have dim sum that will be available for that. There will also be a sushi bar, but it has very, very limited seating. There's only 14 seats for that, but select sushi uh, 
sushi platters and specialty rolls will be available uh, for those that are unable to get a seat at the sushi bar. Um, they're going to have several beers that are going to be from Asia. Some of them are include, including the collector's edition of Imperial um, Pilsner, Morimoto, Soba Ale, Black Obi Soba, as well as he actually has beers with um, Rogue Ales. So those are also going to be there as well, which I have tried that. Swan and Dolphin, when they do their uh, food and wine classic last year for their beer, please uh, seminar had the rogue ale that he has. And it was really good. So I'm excited for those beverages. Um, Let's see. Ah, reservations. They're going to be available on open table and that's going to be starting on the 16th. Now you can call 407-838-MOTO, which is 6686, and make reservations over the phone. And that's going to start on September 30th. But if you're wanting to book through Disney Dining by calling 407-WDW-DINE, um, you have to wait till November 1st. So there's three different reservations dates. But if you're wanting to make a reservation as soon as possible, the one to remember, I think it's going to cost two table service credits for those who are on the Disney dining plan. It doesn't say, you know, Disney doesn't state how many, just that it's going to take the Disney dining plan. But I imagine this is going to be, like you said, $4 signs. So it would only make sense for it to take two table service credits. Now, now I'm a little confused. Okay. So uh, basically there's multiple ways to make reservations on this system or uh, at this restaurant, correct? Yeah. Because it's not owned by Disney. I see. So, but uh, now, but um, so basically, you can book through e- either Disney Dining or call to the restaurant or go through Open Table, right? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, how are they going to work that out logistically? Like, you know, if somebody makes a reservation on Open Table or whatever, I mean, is that going to show on the Disney Dining System, Dining Reservation System, or are they just going to allocate so many? Reservations per, you know, per method or I'm not sure. It must somehow all link together. Mm -hmm. Try to think. I think, I think Natalie from Meet the Magic was telling me that she used Open Table for Yak and Yeti maybe. Hmm. But I know she uses, she uses it um, to book her stuff. Because apparently like you can get points to, you know, save money on your dining. Something, something along the lines of that. So she uses Open Table. Um. But I think it's going to all have to connect to the same system so that that whatever system it is, it tells it this time is no longer available. So I think in order for it to work, you would have to have all three systems talk to each other, which is probably why it's taking until November 1st for all of the systems to be able to be used. That only makes sense to me. That's cool. And then... The other bit of news that I have is the uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party Treats. Did you look at these? I did. (laughs) These are so cute. I'm like, oh my gosh. I want to go just to get these little treats. I like the Monster Cupcake with its green frosting and its little eyes and little like what it looks like is the Monster Cupcake looks like somebody took Dracula and... um, What's his name? Frankenstein and put them together, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I was going to add one more, a wolf, uh, one of the wolfmen or something yes. like that. To, you know, so it's like a like a, a mix of you know the three most famous characters on you know from vintage uh, horror movies. 
Yes. Let's see. They also have one that's called a spider cupcake. And it's chocolate. It looks like it's got um, sugar, like orange sugar on top. Nice and chocolatey. Of course, they've got uh, Halloween cookies that has, you know, the little sprinkles that you see, you know, at party shops and stuff for when you're having a little Halloween party that's like white, orange, and black that they sprinkle on them. But then you can have it turned into an ice cream cookie sandwich. Yeah, I, I, and then the next one is uh, the soft serve. I, I don't mean to interrupt your story here, but th- I had to just kind of say something about it because it kind of looks very interesting. I've never seen anything like it before, and I'm just wondering if you actually tried it, and that's the soft serve ice cream, the candy corn flavored soft serve ice cream. They've never had that before. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's new. I've never seen them have that before. And it looks really good. I'm like, oh, candy you know, corn flavored. I know. And, and the thing is that it actually has candy corn bits in there, or that's what it says. It's, it's filled with candy corn. So that, uh, that's pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, like, oh, my gosh, you would be bouncing off the walls. As much sugar that's in candy corns. Oh, yeah. <sighs> but that's all right. That's, you know, as long as you limit yourself to, like, three, then you're all right. No, just kidding. <laughs> I want the candy corn cotton candy because that just looks fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's. Uh, this <laughs> they is, all I, taste the same. I know. But I just like the fact that it's colored like <laughs> Well, I know that's the thing is that I'm, I'm, I was really, really disappointed a a few, a couple years ago, they had touted that they had the cotton can, candy corn, cotton candy at Big Thunder Ranch in the Big Thunder Ranch area. And I was like, oh gosh, I mean, that's the, the, you know, my wife, when she saw it, she, she loves that as well. You know, she loves the unique cotton candy flavors and things. And so we went over there, I mean, you know, just made it a point to go over there just to get the cotton candy, you know, the, that candy corn, cotton candy. And when we ate it, we we're like, what? Uh, what? what? There's, no candy, there's no candy corn flavor in this. It's just regular cotton candy, darn it. I mean, it looks like <laughs> it. they put little, you know, coloring, food coloring on it, but that's it. And I was, I was kind of upset about that, honestly, because that's, to me, false advertisement. Yeah, because you would think that it would taste, would taste like it. Especially when you're calling it cotton, uh, candy corn, cotton candy. Yeah, well, exactly. And then, but here's the thing that I was reading on this news article. It says that there's orange pina colada, and then the original sugar flavored cotton candy. So I don't know. I mean, is it? Do they have orange flavored and pina colada flavored cotton candy at Disney World? I don't. No. I mean, they don't have it at Disneyland. No, I didn't even know the cake could like. Yeah, no, they didn't know about that. Well, I've had flavor cotton candy before, but, you know, not not that, so. Yeah, to me, it's always either, like, pink or blue. And I always always pick the one that I can find where they changed out the colors as Mm -hmm. they were making them, and they're purple. I'm like, that's the one I want. I want the purple one. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, you know, it all tastes the same. I was like, I don't care. I want it because it's purple. (laughs) The other thing that I saw in here that I thought was was cute is the ghost cupcake yeah it has chocolate sandwich cookie crumbs and a marshmallow ghost <laughs> i think that's just a cute idea yeah it is i like the the marshmallow ghost is is definitely very clever that seems to me something that a lot of kids would would want that and you know the the monster cupcake right of course 
Yeah, that's all they need at night, right? All that sugar <laughs> bouncing off the walls. Sure. Keep them going until almost midnight when they're all going to crash. And now mom and dad have to carry them all up to the room. There you go. And then the last thing, which is not necessarily Disney news, but I did want to mention is that um, the 2015 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival Dining Guide is completely finished. It took me way more weeks than I thought it was going to, but it's complete and it does have like some fun challenges, uh, printable checklists, tons and tons of uh full-colored food photos and in it. I've got some information about the different chefs and uh, information about all of the the artists that are performing for the Eat to the Beat concert. So that tells everybody a little bit about those bands. But yeah, it's available. And if you use Buy It Online, you can receive a $2 discount by using the word food and wine all together at checkout. And the book will then just be $7.99, which isn't bad because it's almost like 200 pages. Okay, so that's everything for our appetizers and on to our main dish, which last time we had talked a little bit about um, vegetarian vegan dining. So we had said then that we were going to cover that for this episode, and we are. So, Jay, you want to talk about a few of, um, wow, you've got a big list you made, didn't you? I made a huge list, and I only actually covered the vegan stuff, but... In actuality, um, the there's only a few more vegetarian options uh, if you include all the vegan list here. But uh, like some items, you just for because of the way that the uh, dish is made, they can't make it vegan, even though it's you know made vegetarian. So uh, I guess the main difference is you know the the eggs and the the cheese or you know some other ingredients. I you know honestly, I I mean. <clears throat> I respect vegans for what they believe and and all that, but I just I could never be vegan, and I'm just not as well versed in in veganism, if you will. <laughs> uh, you know, as far as you know, what's allowed, what's not allowed. I mean, I know the basics of it, but you know, the when you come down to the nitty gritty, I mean, I, I'm not positive. Uh, but you know, they did uh, reading through and researching this topic. I did sort of get became more educated in that realm. So uh, I, I won't go into to a lot of things here, um, like everything comprehensively, because it's just, you know, I, I'm sure that people have better things to do than listen to me rattle off a list of, of items, dishes, you know, that they that would probably last a, another hour. So but I'll you just know what? Kinda... We'll, we'll go ahead and put... Um... I'll go ahead and put your list up there. And that way, when people go through, they can click on that and it'll have, you know, details of all of these things that people can find. And that way they can print it out, take it with them to the park or anything like that. Right. Well, what I might do is I might make it a separate thing altogether uh, because, you know, the show notes, we only have so much room on our show notes. So oh, no, but I mean, we'll make it like a separate post. Yeah, a separate post. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but, you know, just kind of, I wanted to, to, break down a few things and, and some of this will overlap in uh, like the first uh, subject, which is snacks. Uh, I know the, a lot of the Disney world uh, snacks are similar. Uh, for example, popcorn and, you know, it's uh, uh, believe it or not, it, people, a lot of people don't know this, but you know, their buttered popcorn is not really butter per se. It's actually a butter flavoring and it is vegan. So that's pretty cool. 
And I never knew that as well. I mean, I was like, at first I was like, really? I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that I yeah. knew, but I don't, I don't remember how I found that out. Yeah, I know maybe I would stand next to somebody and they had asked once, but yeah, I knew that it was not actual butter, that it was a flavoring and that it was vegan friendly. Another one that surprised me as well was uh, the Mickey shaped pretzels. I was like, wow, okay, that's cool. <laughs> you know, it's uh I I just I don't know. I just when I think of traditional pretzels as big pretzels, I just for some reason I think they're made with lard and you know that kind of thing and you know, or, or some other oils that maybe are not necessarily vegan friendly, but yeah. apparently, you know, the ingredients that they make this with are. So that's cool. You know, that's good. It's a it's a good option for people and uh then there's also of course you know the the main one i mean the the sort of the crowning one is the dole whip you know it's it's a lot of people uh, you know when i did research about the dole whip uh, for another thing a long time ago I, I when i first encountered it i was like wow it is vegan i was like and it's gluten-free and it's dairy-free i was like yeah. really? wow <laughs> I mean, you know, because when you when you eat it, it's like you. I mean, it tastes like it's a soft just not sugar free. Right, that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if if they did sugar free, that'd be like the ultimate snack in the entire world. I mean, people could you know <laughs> have that all day long and you know, with with no guilt. Uh, so right, and and then also the uh, serving uh, the uh, serving of Dole Whip at Disneyland and or Disney World also has less than 100 calories so that's cool as well that i did not know right uh i do i, I have the exact calorie count i believe i'll have to look at my notes but it's around 89 or something like that i i, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head but uh yeah it's 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 below 100 for sure but i don't know the exact number yeah i try to not look at those because it makes me not want to eat Right. But you're <laughs> like, you can, and it's, you 1, know, it's what? Like, no, I can't eat that. And that ruins all the fun. Right. Like, I don't want to know because then if I don't know, then I can eat it and enjoy it and not decide not to eat it. And yeah. No. Sure. Well, <laughs> if that's the case, then uh, all the Disney World people, you know, if, if you are counting calories, never, ever, ever get the pork shank. You will regret it. And don't look at the fat content and don't look at the sodium because you'll never want to have it ever. <laughs> so anyhow. There's uh, yeah, that many I mean, calories to it? Uh, it's 1,100 calories. Wow. Yeah. So just, just to pork say, yeah. I don't want to know, the, leg I don't wanna know the fat because I know it's going to be high. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, actually, I think it's around... I was going to say 1,100. I think it might actually be closer to 1,200. I'll have to do, again, my notes. I, I, I know it's around either 11 or 1,200 calories, regardless. Uh, I know the turkey legs are around 900. So, uh, you know, those are also not good for you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you got to, sometimes you got to indulge, you know, I mean, just, oh, yeah. Plus, you're going to be burning lots of calories walking around the park. So, you know, eh, whatever. Still oh, yeah. You it. can easily walk 10 miles easy. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So. And uh, as we've mentioned pre previously, our little spiel on uh, cotton candy, that, that's also vegan at uh, Disneyland. So that's cool. Or Disney World, both parks, I should say, both resorts. But uh, not sugar-free. <laughs> right. Now, here's one, actually, that I uh, – well, I know we have a lot of fruit carts around Disneyland Resort. Do they have a lot of fruit carts around Disney World as well? Because I don't there remember are that. some, but not, not a lot. It's not as prevalent then uh, mm -hmm. as Disneyland. Okay. No, because you have like two or three of them in each park. Right, exactly. 
And they're not small. One per- you know, they're pretty, pretty, pretty big places. Yeah, the ones that I can think of in the parks are they're good size, like plenty of things that you can choose from. You know, sliced. Um, actually, let's see, Magic Kingdom I think has two, but like sliced watermelon, you can get pickles and whole fruit, dried fruit, lots of stuff like that. Yeah, pineapple spears, mm-hmm. uh, strawberries. Uh, yeah, so all kinds of good stuff there. And then the other one, that this one is, is interesting. I didn't realize it was vegan, but uh, it's called Minnie's Bake Shop Chocolate and Vanilla Cookies with Cream Filling. And it comes in a box. And I know that all the boxed treats are made in Florida. And they just, you know, send them out to California to sell at, you know, sell at Candy Palace and other places. Uh, but this one... Um, I've seen it at, at the various you know locations around the resort, and I never knew that it was vegan. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of like a Oreo, Oreo cookies with uh, like yeah. the, the vanilla and chocolate Oreo cookies uh, essentially, but they're vegan. So that's cool. I well, actually, I don't know if Oreos are vegan as well, but uh, anyways, regardless, uh, you know, that's kind of a cool option for a snack. Yeah. You know what I was surprised that I did not know is you would assume that a veggie burger would be vegan. I know. But they're not. I know. Like if you had a black bean burger, it's vegetarian, but not vegan. Right. Exactly. So, uh, and again, here I'm going to go through the restaurant dining and I'm not going to go through a comprehensive list. I'm just going to go through a few highlights here. Uh, the first one uh, is Carnation Cafe along Main Street, USA, and they do have a vegan burger and it's a house-made bean and vegetable patty with tomato, lettuce, pickle, pickle, oh, excuse me, pickled red onions and a vegan chipotle mayonnaise on a multigrain roll. So that's kind of cool. Uh, then the other one uh, that you can get is the uh the pancakes at mini and friends actually pancake there's at plaza inn and also uh riverbell terrace you can ask for the pancakes to be prepared vegan style and they use a mixture of it's called bob's red mill gluten-free pancake and waffle mix and normally you're supposed to use that mix with dairy uh, milk and eggs i believe and instead they mix it with water so essentially it becomes you know vegan friendly uh, but yeah the mickey mouse pancakes at river barrel terrace and also at the plaza Inn, you can get those uh, specially made and then the other one uh, there's a lot of options at the uh, rancho del zocolo restaurante and also it, it's you know since we're talking about mexican food you got also uh cochina cucamonga which is at dca and they have similar items they have uh like these soft tacos uh a burrito and enchilada no not the enchiladas excuse me because the enchiladas are cheese uh, but the the tacos and the burritos, you get like fajita style vegetables essentially, and uh, you, you know the difference between vegetarian and vegan in uh, those uh, two dishes is the fact that one has cheese, one doesn't. Uh, then there's also a tostada uh, tostada salad, and again without the cheese. Uh, but I, I also uh, found out that the Mexican rice at Rancho del Zocolo is vegan as well because they don't use any animal stock. And uh, it does come with cheese, so just make sure to order without cheese. Uh, the other one, it's kind of cool, and I mentioned this the last time we talked about the Big Thunder Ranch Barbecue, the vegetable skewer. It is actually vegan, um, so I, I wasn't sure because of the barbecue sauce, but apparently it, it, it works. <laughs> uh, and then uh, also the corn on the cob, and you get that without butter. 
Uh, so you're good to go. But and then here's sort of like the catch to that corn on the cob is only served at dinner. So just you know, be aware they don't have corn on the cob for for lunch. Then uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, options, uh, it, you know, for you know all throughout the park, but especially at New Orleans Square, uh, the French Market. They have the New Orleans salad, and uh, you know it's lettuce, yams, apples, lentils, and uh, cherries with a vinaigrette, and uh, you can order it without the pecan, so that'll make it vegan. And then they also have a vegetable jambalaya, which is kind of cool. Uh, then there's uh, a cafe nor uh, cafe Orleans. They have the New Orleans vegetable ragu, and again without cheese. Uh, so you know, again, I'm 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 gonna break these down like as vegans, but obviously as vegetarians, you just kind of say when I say without cheese, it means it's vegan. Uh, but regardless, it can be vegetarian or vegan. Uh, they also have. The palm frites, now basically you're looking at French fries, and normally the palm frites come with the uh, Parmesan cheese and the uh, the little the Cajun remoulade on the side. And that, uh, you know, that's what makes it, the you know, so special. But, you know, if you're vegan, vegan or vegetarian, obviously you can't have certain things. So anyways, regardless, you can get without the cheese or the remoulade sauce, and that, that'll, you know, work for vegans. Uh, it blew by you. They have the portobello, uh, portobello mushroom and couscous macho, macho, macho. How do you pronounce that? M a q u e. Uh, you know, you're from. You, you did. Uh, I'm trying to find one. it. <laughs> macho, m a q u e, and then c h o u x. You worked at a New Orleans style restaurant before, right? Yeah. I believe it's macho. Anyways, yeah. Regardless, uh, that works. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, over at DCA, uh, just again, uh, just a few highlights. I won't go into the whole thing. Uh, Wine Country Tortoria, you could get the broccolini, uh, aglio olio. And uh, essentially, it's a pasta uh, that you you have to request vegan pasta, um, but it's lightly tossed with spinach, arugula, tomatoes, garlic, chili flakes, and olive oil. So that's kind of cool. It actually tastes, it looks kind of cool by itself. You know, I'm not vegetarian or vegan, but I might get that and just get, you know, chicken breast on the side or something. Uh, So it sounds good. And then they have the Asian rice bowl with tofu over at Lucky Fortune Cookery. Uh, Just be careful of the uh, sauces that you choose because uh, the... One of the one of the sauces is not vegan, um, but you know you can you know again go to the the show notes and, and uh, investigate further into that. Uh, Paradise Pier, they have uh, they actually I, I've kind of found this interesting. They have something called rice noodles, and it's not something they normally uh, serve, but if you you can specially request it there, and it, it has no eggs uh, and. Um, the only and then the the only downside of getting that specialty dish is the fact that you have to wait around while they prepare it fresh for you. So you you know when you order it, it takes like ten fifteen minutes. So whatever you know it's in you know it may be worth it. You know or it will be worth it for the people who are you know into that type of thing. Uh, then they have the Mediterranean skewers with vegetables and tofu. And again, be careful of the sauces. Uh, there's their vegetarian chili con queso uh, over at Cozy Cone Motels. Uh, award winners, they have the veg- vegetarian portobello mushroom filly. And then uh, schmoozies, you know, basically you're looking at, you know, all all fruit smoothies. So, you know, you're, you're good to go there. Uh, and then for downtown Disney and, and the resort hotels, uh, you can go downtown Disney – You'll you'll have to do some more investigation into this, uh, but 
essentially you're looking at uh, Rainforest Cafe has a couple options. Naples Restaurante has a few options. And Tortilla Joe's also has some options as well. Uh, La Brea Baker Cafe, apparently the only thing that I found there besides, uh, I mean, excuse me, that is uh, a breakfast item, which is the steel cut Irish oatmeal. And then, of course, you have Starbucks and Starbucks, you know, they have uh, a lot of vegan options there. And I put a link uh, there. You can, you know, research it and, um, you know, do what you got to do. At hotels, uh, Steakhouse 55, you know, uh, they've got, uh, you know, the vegan omelet at uh, uh, Storyteller's Cafe. And, you know, all the places that are like sit down, like kind of higher end restaurants, the chefs are very accommodating. So, you know, you can always tell them, hey, you know, I'm vegan or whatever. And and then they'll they'll go ahead and and make accommodations for you. And that also another thing, too, is uh, when you do like some of the character breakfasts and stuff like that, you can speak with the chef and they'll point out the various options that are available. And also, you know, again, you can request special, you know, those special pancakes and they should be able to take care of that for you. Yeah, that's one of the things that I always suggest for anybody who has a special diet. Um, you know, it's, you know, if it's something small like, oh, I'm allergic to blue cheese, well, that's something real, you know, easy to work around when it comes to restaurants. But something like somebody who's on a low carb diet, you know, not eating anything white, um, or you know, gluten free, vegan, those things. All you, I always recommend when you get there, ask to speak to the manager or the chef and they'll come by and talk to you. You just tell them specifically, like, these are what my restrictions are. You know, what do you have that, you know, on this menu that can accommodate me? Or do you have a specific menu? Cause some places do have a special, you know, vegan menu. And, uh, yeah, cause these are so many of the things are not, you know, are made fresh that that makes it a lot easier for them to be, if you talk to them to be able to work out those kinds of kinds of things. So, uh, yeah, d- did you want to go over what you, uh, Disney World stuff? Yeah. Cool. Let's see. So, Disney World has a lot of places that you can eat. And some of them, of course, are better than others. And pretty much every place has something that can be, you know, made vegan or is on the menu that's vegetarian that they can, you know, swap something out. But some of them have excellent uh, menus for vegans. One of them is Chico. They have a menu, a vegetarian menu and a vegan menu that you can specifically ask for. And they'll give that to you and you can order from that. Um, it's that restaurant makes it very easy as well as uh, Boma, which is located right next to them. Both of them are over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Watch, but they are, you know, have very friendly options there. Um, another place that I highly recommend is um, Sunshine Seasons in Epcot. It's in the, the Future World part, but they've got a variety of things like tabbouleh pinwheel. They've got um, they have a section that even has like vegetarian entrees, so it'll have like some hummus and some tabbouleh, some couscous with some pita bread and things like that. Um, they have a, a veggie roll. A, um, Sushi that is also vegan. They've got some wraps there, salads, 
um, variety of things like that, that you can just go in and go to a certain section in it, look at those, or you can walk up and, and, you know, order something and be like, you know, can this be made vegan or is it vegan? It's his vegetarian. And, you know, I think part of what makes it so, you know, so easy to work with when it comes to Disney world is that there's so many people that travel from, other countries that come in and do have very specific diets, whether it's something that's kosher. I mean, there's restaurants that they have the grill specifically for kosher foods that it, that they have to be a little more uh, accommodating than pretty much any other places are. And um, some of the other, um, let's see, let's talk about some of the other resorts. Um, vegan, they have vegan waffles. Like you said, you know, a lot of times all you have to do is just ask them, do you have the vegan waffles? And they can make those for you. They have, um, let's see, what else? Um, they have couscous, uh, some couscous. There's also some um, quinoa dishes that are very vegan friendly. Um, Snaw over at Animal Kingdom, they've got several um, items there that are, are vegan friendly. Landscape of flavors. They've got a nice salad selection there and you can make salads and they've got like tons and tons of items to choose from. You know, just don't add the cheese to it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think what else. Um, California Grill. They have vegan items, including like ratatouille, risotto. They've got flatbread that all those can be made vegan. Uh, the Wave of American Flavors has a curry uh, vegetarian stew that is also vegan. Um, let's see. Trails End, which is a buffet. They've got things like tofu, uh, nachos. They've got, um, if you ask... They can make you, um, they've got one chef who can even make multi-course vegan meals for people. Let's see, what else is some of my favorite places? Um, you know, surprisingly, Beer Garden has a lot of vegetarian and, and vegan items. Because even though they have meats, meat is also served separately. You know, it's not like, you know, we're Chinese. It's kind of like you've got it mixed in with all your vegetables. Everything's like veggie, meat, potato, bread, you know, and they've got like a tomato salad. There's a green bean salad, beet salad, cabbage. They've got um, fresh pickles. There's breads, pretzels, potato wedges. You have rice with peas, sauteed vegetables, um, the only thing I would ask is how they make the red cabbage. Um, some places make it with sunny, uh, honey, <laughs> honey, others make it with sugar. I'm trying to put sugar and honey together. Now I get sunny. <laughs> what there is wrong go. with this? We're this making is, a words tonight. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, via Napoli can, can do a, veggie pizza without cheese for you. They've got salads, there's spaghetti marinara. All those are, are vegan friendly. I think Epcot's a really good place for a lot of those options. Cause you've got um, like Morocco. There's a lot of like vegan and vegetarian um, dishes that within that culture. So you can get like rice stuffed grape leaves. They have vegetarian platters. Um, so those I think are all good choices. The only thing is food and wine festival is not vegan friendly. There's hardly anything on the menu that's not 
that doesn't contain cheese or honey or something that makes it not vegan, unfortunately. Um, but back to where you were saying, talking about the carts, Africa has a really um, nice area over there in Animal Kingdom, and they've got a big marketplace with the pickles and the spears and um, a variety of like mixed fruits together, carrots, celery, hummus, a lot of things like that that make great great snacks. And you know, you can pick a variety of those things and make yourself a little uh, a little meal over at. Um, I think it's in the Asia. Yeah, I think it's in the Asia section. Right before you head into where it turns into Africa, there's a place called Mr. Kamal's, and it actually is a is a vegetarian um, quick service, and they do have a lot of vegan items there as well. Um, they've got, I think they've got like two places in there that deal with special diets. Like Animal Kingdom's really good about that. I think uh, Tusker House is another excellent place that has a lot of vegetarian and vegan dishes. Um, let see. McKenna's, uh, Aaron McKenna's Bakery, Baby Cakes Bakery, has most of their cupcakes and things are vegan. They're actually great for anybody who has, you can get sugar-free, gluten-free, uh, soy-free, vegan i mean all those kinds of things is how they have their cupcakes they've got cookies um what else do they have i'm th- i'm forgetting something oh they have those little sandwiches you know we have the little the two little cookies with like the frosting in the middle they've got those as well there so biscuits are on the menu so that's a great place for little if you're looking for something sweet to go there and, and grab something so those are the places that off the top of my head that I can think of that I well, have. That's pretty, pretty, you know, you, you had a lot off the top of your head. So we had uh-huh. to write it all down because <laughs> I just don't know, you know, it's like not into that so much. And so, but, you know, it's good though. I mean, you know, I, especially doing the food tour and, you know, I, when I do get somebody that uh, is a vegetarian or vegan, then I will have a more, uh, I guess in-depth knowledge of what they can and can't have. So yeah. that's good. So the one one of the tips that I have is when making a reservation, I believe it only gives you vegetarian option on the website, but you can always contact Disney directly and let them know, hey, I'm I'm vegan. Is this and ask them, is this vegan friendly? Can they accommodate me? Do you have a special vegan menu? Because sometimes it's hard to find that. You know, you have to actually ask each individual restaurant um, if they have that. And, you know, I, as I mentioned before, there's some restaurants that are like perfect for special diets. But some, you know, like Le Cellier is a steakhouse. And if, you know, you're with a whole bunch of carnivores and you're a vegan, that can make it a little difficult. But... You know, you can always, always ask. Because I know they do have, pretty much every restaurant has a vegetarian, at least one vegetarian dish. Even those places that are steakhouse. They they try to have an addition to whatever it's known for. Whether it's a seafood restaurant or steakhouse, you normally have a chicken dish. You normally have a pasta and a vegetarian dish to try and accommodate those who don't like that specific type of food. But Disney also has it where you can... um, contact their special dietary um, division and submit to them what your 
um, recommend doing it two weeks out, but send them what your dietary restrictions are and they work with you and with the restaurants to accommodate all of those before you get there. So it, it makes it, you know, easy breezy. Yeah, that's cool. That's actually a good idea. I think it's better to call in for reservations if you have the special diet requirements, uh, because that way you can talk to an actual cast member and then they can make notes. Whereas if you book it online, you know, they do have like a like a thing for disability, but not really for dietary restrictions so they need to incorporate that you know into their online system Yours doesn't have where you no, can not, not for disneyland no okay uh and then also uh what i was gonna say oh you know also you know some people they they insist on getting a a, a list of ingredients but they don't have that available they don't make that available um, but, you know, definitely if you go to a restaurant and you want to find out, you know, what's going on and, you know, with a particular dish, you can ask a cast member to speak with the chef. And then usually the chef will know, you know, what, what goes into what and where they should know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you'd hope, right? Uh, and so, you know, they could tell you if it contains, you know, egg or dairy or whatever. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, One, the other thing that I recommend is, you know, Disney World, if you're going there, you're going to be spending, you know, it's not like you're going there for a day or two. You're going to be spending several days there. And it's it's massive. You know, it's not you can't just like walk out of the parks and walk across the street and go to a convenience store and pick up you know, soy milk and, and a variety of things like that that are friendly to your diet. So one thing I recommend is to, for Disney World, there are some places, my favorite is Garden Grocers, but you can go online, order your foods and things like that. They have a wide variety. I mean, thousands of menu items, order them from there and they deliver directly to your hotel. So everything, you know, you say, hey, I'm getting there this day. They will have it delivered to you there. And uh, that way you have the things you need. So if it's you want some snacks that you can throw in your backpack, you know, little things to, to munch on when you're hungry, rather than having to go and try and find something like that in, you know, in one of the quick service places, you can just take some of those with you and throw them in, in your in your bag for the day. I mean, that's what that's what Aljon and I do. We always take some snacks. You know, we'll get some like breakfast bars, um, always bottles of water because I always I'm I drink so much water. Like right now, I'm drinking water. <laughs> but we make sure we have bottles of water and we have little things to snack on so that say you're waiting in line and you're hungry, but dinner's in two hours so you don't want to stop and have a meal you just want something to snack on that's good and it makes it easy since they deliver to your resort rather than taxis are really expensive i don't know about over near disneyland but if you call for a taxi at disney world they can take you two miles and it costs you twenty dollars wow that's crazy uh-huh because we stayed at pop century and it's literally you go out of the resort you make a right as you leave the resort the first light you come to, you make a left, and then the next light, which is like maybe 0.1 miles down the road, maybe 0.2, that's the left, and you're at Hollywood Studios. We paid $20 to go that little distance. Wow. That's insane. Mm-hmm. They don't have so, a, they don't have like Uber or uh, what's the other one with the little pink, pink mustache? Uh, 
Lyft. Yeah, Lyft, yeah. They, they do, they but I don't know what I haven't used it there. When when I used the taxi, it was about three. No, it was a little over two years ago because it was during Star Wars weekends. Oh, okay. And we were trying to get to the park before you know the the buses started running. It was like six a.m. so that we could get in line and meet some of the celebrities we wanted. And when that happened, Lyft and Uber were not, you know, nobody really had heard anything about them. So we took a taxi. I don't know what Uber charges, but I do know, at least in in Nashville here, that on the weekends and in the evenings, like the rates in in our downtown can be as much as four times the normal rate. Right. So... I don't know what they're going to charge since Disney's always to, you know, tourists. Um, I haven't looked into that before, but it could be expensive to go from, you know, your hotel to um, the, the closest place is probably Publix. Yeah. That's cool. So I think, well, I think we covered it pretty well. What do you think? I think so too. Awesome. So we'll go on to our dessert and wrap this baby up. Sounds like a plan. Cool. Uh, do you want me to do my tip or you do your tip? I could do my tip. That's fine. Sure. Mine's, mine's pretty easy. Right. Mine is to stay hydrated and it can get expensive if you're always buying bottles of water. You know, you're buying stuff like Coke, coffee. After a while, all that adds up. But one of the things you can do to, to cut costs up, because you don't want to get dehydrated, there's nothing that makes your vacation worse the getting sick because you didn't stay hydrated. So you go to any of the quick service locations. They're happy to give you a free cup of water. And with you, you know, go to the grocery store, pick up something like Mio, Crystal Light, the Starbucks Via, and you just put that in your water. And that way you've got, you're not just drinking straight water all day. You are getting something that has a little bit of flavor and it's going to save you some money in, in the long run. Cool. That's definitely a good idea. I like that little suggestion with the Mio because I suggest a little, those dry packets and the, they can be a little bit difficult. Whereas the Mio, you just kind of pop it out and squirt it in and you're good to go. Well, I was glad when Crystal Light started making those liquid ones too. You just, um, you do have to be careful if it's red. Yeah, that's true. Because red, <laughs> red stains things. So if you have little ones and you pick up something that's red, you might want to, uh, to put that in your kid's drink rather than let them do it because they might turn their hands and their clothes red. And I'll tell you, you get them in your hands. It takes a good day to get rid of that red stain. Yeah. So uh, the, my tip uh, has to do with the announcement of star Wars land uh, from the D 23 expo. Uh, this is you're like, well, what's that have to do with food? Well, the fact is they're going to be closing down the big thunder ranch area. I know. Just where's the where are the violins when you need them? Right. But, uh, <laughs> part of that obviously is Big Thunder Ranch barbecue, and that is just a real shame, in my opinion. I think that's. I think it's one of the best places to eat. It's the the ambiance, uh, the food quality is great, the value is great. Uh, you know, it's just it's one of my favorite places to eat at Disneyland Resort, and unfortunately, it will be closing. There's no official announcement from Disneyland uh, regarding the exact date, but from what you told me and other people have told me, January 11th, uh, 2016 looks to be the date of of uh, closure. 
Is that right? As far as I know, yeah. That's a shame. I'm so bummed about that. I know. I honestly, I just, I'm doing what I can to not shed a tear right now. Um, But so my tip is uh, make sure, number one, make sure to visit before it closes. Uh, If you've never been there, do yourself a favor and go. It just, it's really a a wonderful experience and you'll thank, thank me for it later. Number two, when you do go, Bring a couple of small containers. And the reason why I tell you that is because you, this is an all-you-can-eat establishment. But unlike most all-you-can-eat places, you can actually take some food home. And that includes some ribs, some chicken, and sausage if you go for dinner. So definitely. Um, now, here's the thing. Technically, you're not supposed to take food home, you know, but, you know, Cast members, they really, they, they don't really care. You know, I mean, they kind of look the other way or they actually don't even say anything at all because I've done it a few times. And uh, plus the fact it's going to be closing. So do you think, do you really think they're going to care <laughs> all that much? <laughs> so, you know, just they'll be like, oh, whatever. You know, I mean, we're, the place is closing anyways. Who cares? But uh, yeah, so definitely uh, take some, take, you know, take some uh, containers with you. Uh, They do not provide uh, containers, takeout containers. So, you know, if you go there and you're like, oh, shoot, you know, darn it, I forgot my containers. Well, then you're basically out of luck. So, uh, yeah, definitely take some containers. The only downside of taking food, especially if you go for lunch, is that you have to store it somewhere, right? So either you're going to be having, (laughs) you're going to have it in your backpack on a hot summer day uh, or even a hot fall day, it's not going to be the the most pleasant smell, you know. Well, actually, it's going to be a a pleasant smell, but uh, not when it's, you know, kind of permeating everything else inside your backpack. And then also you can put it in a locker, a storage locker. Uh, but again, it's whatever you're putting in there with it is going to get stinky, you know, with barbecue as well. So, uh, you know, bear that in mind. Yeah. If you're going to do that, you definitely would want to bring a cooler with you so that you can uh, keep the temperature from being overly hot. Because I mean, after two hours, you really shouldn't eat anything that's been sitting out. So well, last thing you want to do is keep it like yeah. do it for lunch and then late at night eat it and end up with food poisoning. That's not no. Well, here's the thing. I've done it several times and I've had it in the storage locker until the evening and uh, we ate it, you know, the oh. following days and yeah, there was no problem because I mean, it's one thing if it's raw chicken, uh, you know, cause obviously you get salmonella and, uh, you know, kinds of other funky things uh, going on. But when it's cooked chicken or cooked ribs, it actually it, it holds up very well. Just don't take home, you know, don't take the coleslaw. Uh, the cornbread should be okay. Uh, the beans, honestly, the beans aren't all that spectacular. So, I mean, you, you know, Bush's baked beans are better in my opinion. Uh, so, I, you know, I wouldn't even bother taking any beans home. Uh, you know, just waste valuable container space, you know, where you can put a rib instead of beans and, you know, definitely put the ribs in there. So, Yeah. See, I get food poisoning easily. And I've had food poisoning twice from chicken in a restaurant that hadn't been kept at the right temperature. Okay. Well, I, you know, that's, I guess if you decide. (laughs) I want to err on the side of caution. Sure. If you're one of those people that are are super like, you know, worried about that, then, you know, disregard my second tip and just go to Big Thunder Ranch Barbecue anyways. (laughs) (laughs) That's like Al John. He's like, do you think this is okay? It's been, you know, this has been sitting out for a while. I'm like, your mom used to leave food out overnight and you would eat it 
and you didn't die from it or get sick from it, I think your system is okay. <laughs> I'm like, mine, on the other hand, it's not happening. Hmm. Like, yeah, I had food poisoning at Disney once, and it was... Oh, that's not good. Th- oh, three days of it, too. Uh, yikes. That was not <sighs> So, yeah, so I err on the side of caution. I think you pretty much know whether whether or not you can handle food for how long it's been sitting out. You know, everybody takes some food from from the uh, you know restaurants and stuff at home. So I think that's mm-hmm. all we have today. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's all. I mean, that was a lot. <laughs> we we <laughs> covered a whole lot of stuff here today. So yeah, it was a good, good show. Okay, so that is our meal for you. And Jay, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Magical Food Tour, uh, MagicalFoodTour.com online, and also Facebook and all the other Instagram, uh, so forth and so on. All Everything's Magical Food Tour. Also, you if you're into Disneyland and you want to hear about the latest news and you know topics uh, specifically regarding Disneyland, you can check me out on the Diz Geek podcast, and uh, that can be found at DizGeek.com. Dot com, uh, and then on uh, Twitter, it's uh, at Disgeek Podcast. As far as myself, you can find me at dining at Disney.com, where you can also read Jay's articles as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Periscope. It's going to be Dining at Disney. YouTube is the Dining at Disney. And uh, we are brought to you by the Weeby Geeks Network. And you can download and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And uh, give us a five-star rating and review. You know, you can also email us at podcast at diningatdisney.com. We'd love to hear from you. Share some of your dining experiences. Maybe you're vegan or vegetarian. You've got some great tips for people. Go ahead. Hit us up with us. We'd, uh, we'd love to read them. Uh, on the show. Also, if you enjoy Disney and food and you're an annual pass holder at Disneyland or Disney World and you enjoy writing and taking photos, um, we are looking for additional writers right now. So feel free to email us at info at diningandisney.com and uh, we can uh, see if we can work together because we'd love to have some more writers and there's always new things going on and Unfortunately, Jay and I can't clone ourselves. So, <laughs> If only. If only. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> well, thanks for listening and bon appetit.